Welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds on 1037 The Buzz, right here in the great state of Arkansas, where not only can you listen on 1037 The Buzz, you can also listen at 1037thebuzz.com. Hope everybody's having a lovely Wednesday. We'll talk about the Razorback baseball team dropping another one uh, last night. Oh, man. A lot of people have a lot of reactions to that, but we'll talk about that here in just a second. And Get into some nonsense in the final segment here of the podcast. But I want to start with the game tonight uh, in Razorback basketball against LSU. And it's the final game in Bud Walton Arena, at least for regular season purposes. It might be an NIT. In fact, I would be assuming that Arkansas can win one of these last two games. I don't think that's too much to ask. If they can win one of the last two, uh, they'll probably be in the NIT. At least, Well, they will be in the NIT. They probably will be a host in the NIT. So... Uh, I look for that to happen, and I think that there's still something to play for. But, you know, since it's the uh, last game of the regular season, you know, I got a conversation yesterday on our show talking about uh, basketball players and college athletes in general that stay at a particular place for all four years and how rare it is today. Because when I was looking at senior night tonight, Adrio Bailey has been at Arkansas for four years. Four years. And what's crazy, if you really think about how long he's truly been here, the play against North Carolina in the second round game of the NCAA tournament where Arkansas should have won that game, or at least they were in control of the game. They were up five with just like three minutes to go, whatever it was. But that controversial no call that was made, that North Carolina either committed a charge or walked or whatever. Do you remember who that was against? That was against Adrio Bailey. Think about how long ago that was. And think about how much... Adriel Bailey went through uh, at Arkansas, not only for his playing time on the court, but also just for things like, you know, the fact that he's had to deal with a coaching change and a deal with position changes, if you will. And I just look at what Adriel Bailey has been able to do, and I think that he deserves a lot of kudos. He's not the greatest player to ever come through Arkansas, but he's certainly not the worst. He was a player that was always on the fringe of being a starter or was a starter. He always got his minutes. Under Mike Anderson, he got minutes. And, of course, under Eric Musselman, he got minutes. And not only did he have to get minutes under Musselman, but he essentially had to switch positions completely where it was no longer, okay, you're just going to kind of be that guy that comes in maybe as the four, uh, stretch four, if you will, play some good defense, some athleticism, do all that. Uh, But we need you to do now, we need you to play post. We need you to be the guy that does the jump ball. We need you to be our rebounder. We need you to be our rim protector. And he did a pretty good job of it. But it was a lot to ask of somebody who is sitting at 6'6", 6'7", like he is, and going up against great teams like in the SEC. But I just wanted to say that, you know, with how it's so rare for players in college to go for only for go for four years at one particular school, I don't know what could be done about that as far as, like, could you give them a medal? <laughs> you know, I don't know if, if it's anything as uh, as dumb as that. But I think from Razorback fans especially, he deserves a lot more respect. And he deserves a lot more of your praise. And he deserves a good crowd tonight. I know that the Jimmy Witz is senior and, you know, and Gentile Silla, and you got to be always very appreciative of all the seniors, but especially appreciative of guys like Adrio Bailey who stuck it out for four years with coaching changes and everything, seeing how much and how often it happens when players transfer out 
It's just an ad nauseum thing that can frustrate a lot of fans of college sports. But it's just the way of the game now. It's unfortunate, but it's the way of the game. And Adriel Bailey is kind of the exception to the rule. And I don't know if it's ever going to change. I don't know if it's ever going to change where players stick it out for four more years than what they, uh, at least at one particular school. But guys like Adrio, uh, I, I just think that what he was able to do and how he was able to have that mindset where he would take on anything, new challenges, new coaches, new positions, new everything, is something that uh, should be really admonished and admired. So for all you Razorback fans out there, go to the game tonight. Arkansas still got something to play for. They still have an NIT bid, and they still could get in the NCAA tournament. It's a long shot, but they still could find a way. It's still there. They still are playing for something. So if you have the ability to go to the game tonight, go to the game tonight, not just to root on the Razorback to a victory, not only just because you want to beat LSU, and I hate Will Wade because he has a very punchable face, not only for all those reasons, but do it for guys like Adrio Bailey. Do it for guys that have put in the work, who stuck it out, and stuck with the Razorback program and remain loyal to it. Do it for those guys. Show up. They deserve it. I know it's an early game on a Wednesday. It's a 6 o'clock tip, but they deserve it. Give them some kudos. Give them some praise. And enjoy the game tonight. And hopefully, hopefully, it ends up being a victory for the Razorbacks. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, moving into the next segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I got to talk about this baseball team. What's going on? What's going on? Four straight losses? Four? I understand losing down there in the Shriners Classic. That one good. Going 0-3 down there against Oklahoma, Texas, and Baylor. But then you return home and you play Illinois State. Which, by the way, before I get into this, Illinois State is actually a decent team. No, everyone wants, oh, what a bunch of crap they still should beat them. I know that's no question. Arkansas still is a better team and should have beaten Illinois State. I'm just telling you that compared to their conference, the type of team that they are, they're a quality non-conference team, which Dave Van Horn always does a really good job. That they lose 8-7. to seven. They kind of had a little bit of a comeback where they were down 8-5. to five. And they stormed back. They, they thought that they had it in great position, which, I mean, they did right there at the very end, but too little too late. And honestly, Casey Martin was the story of the game in a positive light for Arkansas because he came back with a vengeance. He, he was killing it. He had a multi-hit game. It's his first multi-hit game since the opening weekend against Eastern Illinois. Uh, Christian Franklin did good. Ashton Kerstad did well. Um, Robert Moore did well. The hitting was there, um, but uh, the freshman Blake Adams got the starting nod. He tossed two-plus innings and was charged two runs on two hits, walking three and striking out two. That's not really the, the situation you want to find yourself in, but uh, they just kept chipping away at Arkansas. But a big thing, and it just as, as many times that we see with Razorback losses like this, it's about how many batters, or excuse me, how many runners were stranded. Twelve. Arkansas had 15 hits, and they stranded 12 runners on base. And that's just not going to get it done. And I don't want to sit here and try to say that it's time to freak out or anything like that when it comes to this baseball team. It's just, I guess it's a little peculiar to me because 
Dave Van Horn was giving so much praise to this baseball team before the season started. And I'm not questioning him. I'm, I'm not doing that at all. I'm just telling you that he was very excited about this team. He said many times how excited he was, how excited he was. He thinks that this is a team that's going to be special, all of that. And they still can be. But it makes me wonder that if this is not a, a talent problem, this is not a, a strategy problem, it's a problem where you saw some baseball players getting into their own heads, reading their own headlines, if you will, thinking that they have to have some sort of high-level expectation to live up to, which they do, but now they're trying too hard to try to accomplish that, and it's ending up costing them in the long run. That's kind of the vibe I'm getting right now. I'm not saying it's 100% true, but it certainly has that feeling because there's no other explanation, least logical explanation for why this baseball team has struggled over the past four games, especially when they look so solid in the first seven. So it's, and I know Dave Van Horn had some very strong words for his team after uh, after the uh, Shriners Classic, especially after the Baylor game. Very, very to the point with them. And I think that they'll get turned around. I think Dave Van Horn obviously knows what he's doing and he's going to get it turned around too. But it's just got to be, I know it's frustrating for Razorback fans more so just because of the timing of it. Like, football has been just another embarrassment the past two years. Basketball, you got really hyped up to start the season, and then about midway through the conference slate, started going downhill for you. It just wasn't the same. Uh, It kind of ended up being a letdown. Even though it'll be a fine season, it'll still end up being a letdown if Arkansas does not make the NCAA tournament because that's where the expectations got elevated to. So you had to rely on baseball. Well, baseball, we can always count on, folks. We can always count on baseball. Baseball's always going to bring it. You know, they're top five top 10 preseason team they got two preseason all-americans they got eh, all these pieces and all these parts that are just going to make it be beautiful well it hasn't yet and it's just happening now when the basketball team has struggled as well it's just bad 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 timing so i don't want anyone to think that this is a some sort of concern that I have where I think the team's no longer going to make the postseason. I'm not saying that at all. And In fact, I still favor them to host a regional. They'll get it going. They're too good of a team, too talented of a team not to get going. They just got to figure out how to get over these mental hurdles. And they got to figure out how their pitching's going to go. Because <clears throat> Connor Nolan has been all right. Patrick Wicklander was not good over the weekend. Uh, you know, they still got to figure out. I know Blake Adams played last night, but you know, they still got to figure out who that third guy is going to be, how strong they feel in the bullpen of the guys that are coming in in relief. There's a lot of questions about the pitching staff, which we knew there would be. But again, it goes back to the excitement factor of what they had bringing in. But we'll see how these play games play out, especially coming into this weekend. It should be a, a better weekend, a better opponent that they can have matchup benefits towards. It, it should be that type of game, that type of series. So... If it goes through this weekend, folks, and if Arkansas loses this season this weekend, we start having some pretty big concerns because the SEC, it's definitely not going to be any easier. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. I want to get into some nonsense and something that's going to make me come off as a a big a-hole, but I'm okay with that because, uh, you know, one of the things that bothers me more so than anything uh, in in politics is 
just the grandstanding on social media. Now, I don't want to get political because I don't care who you voted for. If you voted for anybody that's in the candidates, whoever you voted for, I'm fine with it. I don't care. I don't want to get into that. All I'm asking, all I'm asking is that when you on your social media account start grandstanding and, and, and start you know getting mad at people if they don't vote, start yelling at people if they don't vote, if they don't exercise their right to vote, but then you keep telling them to vote, but yet when you tell them to vote, there's like this underlying meaning that, yeah, I want you to vote, but only for these particular candidates or these particular people. That's what frustrates me. But again, I'm a jerk. I understand it. I'm petty. I'm salty. I'm bitter. That's just who I am. And when I see the amount of people that are posting pictures of their little stickers that say I voted, it bothers me. I don't care. I don't care. It's it's just one of these trends that happens on social media where it's like if, if a group of people do it, if you don't do it, then you're like, well, I guess I'm the, the lame-o. I'm the weirdo in this whole situation. I got to go out there and show everybody that I voted too. And what better way to do it than to take a selfie with my little sticker on my chest? Great. You exercised your right to vote. I'm happy for you. I'm proud of you. I'm thankful that we live in a country that can allow that to happen. But what's the point of posting it on your social media? I just I guess I could ask that about anything that we post on social media about what's the point of it. But uh, you know, yesterday it, it was so funny because the surprise that happened with the Democratic Party and uh, seeing how Joe Biden really did a really good job and and winning a lot of the states. And, and winning the delegates, you know, it was just, it's always fascinating for me to see how people react to politics in a different way. Because when things like that happen, it usually goes one of two ways. It usually goes really, and for pe- personally individuals, as what I'm saying, but it either goes where people are really excited and, and loving the process and enjoying the ride, kind of like it's a game that they don't really care about who wins, you know, it's it's kind of like, but then once the game goes on, you start kind of leaning towards a particular opponent. That's how at least I look at it. But people react to it that way. But then people get really into it and, and really, really big on it. And they start getting upset. And, and, and it's just like, here's my word of advice, folks. You listen to this podcast. You probably don't care about my advice. You probably just care about my terrible opinions. But hey, you can go and and and. Here's my terrible opinion that may be terrible advice. You can do whatever you want with it. That's fine. But... If you start letting things bother you so much to where you have to go to social media to post and freak out about it, then people are going to not take you very seriously. Or they take you too seriously. There's never one in between. They're either going to laugh at you or they're going to take you so seriously that they're going to like go after you and respond to you. That's, that's the only case of it. And so I've always taken this stance when it comes to social media especially. Uh, especially and with the 2016 election, I think this was so much more evident than we even realized to just kind of, you know, back off on it, man. Let the politics play where they may and don't use social media for going after people or going after opponents or going after parties or whatever. Just use social media as a fun filled you know, going over to the bar and talking type thing, you know, hanging out with your buddies you know, seeing what people are up to in their lives, seeing what de- cool places they're going to, uh, you know, just seeing any updates that are going on in their lives, or, you know, just try to be funny and, and try to and, and look at the good things and the positive sides of life. That's really what I use for social media for. That's what I try to use it for, that in sports, I guess. But, uh, you know, I, all I'm saying is, again, I'm not saying any of you did this, but just 
it, it cracks me up every single year when it does this way. And I just don't understand why people just freak out so much. It's like, listen, it'll be okay. Like, what's going to happen to you? If, if the person that you voted for didn't win, what's going to happen to you? You know, did, did Obama call you once a week <laughs> if you didn't vote for Trump? Did, and you felt like, oh, no, Trump's not going to call me anymore? No, that's never it. Just let the process play out. Don't freak out too much about it, folks. Just, you know, exercise your rights. You know, vote for the people you feel is most competent in your mind and do things that in policies they'll put into place and laws they'll put into place that benefit you the most and your family the most. Just do that and enjoy it. Enjoy the ride. I know it's easier said than done, but man, oh man, is it always fun just to spectate and see the chaos that happens with it all. So much fun. Appreciate everybody listening into the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then. Locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast.